Yes. Hello, I'm Sarah Moradif, the director of Radical Manifest Limited. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire and motivate people to live their dreams. Today we have Elizabeth Hamilton, and today, <clears throat> and in her bio, she said that she's a multi-passionate entrepreneur who brings style and beauty to fellow entrepreneurs through business branding services as well as personal styling. When she is not talking all things style and design, you can find her wandering the aisles of Target, drinking way too much coffee and hanging out with her family. Welcome, Elizabeth, and thank you to, for coming on the podcast. Hi, yes, thanks for having me. So I understand you've recently released a book. What is it called? Yes, it's called The Female Entrepreneur's Playbook, Secret Strategies from 20 Plus Women for Building a Business You Love and Getting Paid for It. Um, it's recently been released. Has it recently yeah. been released when you booked? I can't Sorry. Yes, it comes out in October of 2021, mid-October. So, And how long did it take for you to produce the book? Um, well, it was as kind of the title maybe tells you, it was a collaborative book, mm -hmm. which I thought was a cool way to start writing. Cause I know like I always thought oh, it would be cool to write a book, but you know, where do you even start with that process? And I know a lot of people feel the same way. It feels sort of daunting and nebulous. Yeah. Like I don't know how that works. So I was actually approached by this publisher to include a chapter in the book which was cool because then i didn't have to go through the whole pitching process like writing up my idea and then pitching it to publishers and stuff all of that was already taken care of so for me it actually only took about six months which is pretty cool having just done a chapter really fast-tracked the process yeah i'm in the same process at the moment i'm i'm doing a chapter in a book and and I, I feel the same as well with writing my own book. I think, where on earth do I start? And I, Yeah, I think it's cool, too, if you're not sure. It's a good way to ease into the writing process of, yes. like, how would I fit that in? And how do I make my flow and working with an editor? My first job was actually in publishing, so I've done books from the other side. But I had never sat down to write a complete book myself. So it's been an interesting learning process. And I think a great way for anyone who shares that goal to kind of ease in and then see if you liked it, if you didn't like it, where things were trickier than you thought, where things were easier than you thought. Um, and then you can take that experience and decide if a full book would really suit you and your business or, or maybe not. So, Elizabeth, how did you become a coach? Well, I actually have sort of an interesting journey. My career started in an art museum where I worked in publishing. And we did, if you've been to a major art museum, the kind of wall graphics on next to paintings and stuff. So we did that kind of stuff. We did books, the sort of coffee table type art books you think of in a museum gift shop. And that's really where I learned a ton about writing and graphic design and publishing and visual layouts and tons about color because it was 
publishing, but obviously with a very artistic mm -hmm. eye and focus since it was for an art museum. So a lot of emphasis on the design and the look and the layout and all of that stuff. And then from there, I kind of made a little bit of a switch and I went into fashion and I was a personal stylist for five years um, for a corporation. And then I kind of went out on my own and I've actually worked with over 10,000 women one-on-one -on -one in the wow. last 10 years through either branding or personal style. And today I kind of combine those ideas, which people at first think like that's really different, but it's really not. Like if you have an eye for shape and color and composition, you can really apply that to a person or a logo. And it's a lot of the same concepts. And I found that so many female entrepreneurs, that's who I primarily work with, wanted to put a nice brand design out into the world. They wanted a nice logo. They knew they needed, you know, maybe social media or their lead magnet or their website had to be designed and appealing. And they were willing to put some time and money and focus on that. But then they really wanted to hide themselves. They didn't want photos. They didn't want to do lives. They didn't want to get themselves out there. But I think increasingly you are an integral part of your own brand. If you are an entrepreneur yeah. or a service provider or any sort of like, whether you're a sole proprietor or you, you know, have a handful of employees, people want to connect with you, the person behind the brand. And so helping women feel confident about putting themselves out there as the visionary behind the brand really gives their overall branding like so much more power and focus. And it's really like, it's your unique positioning. People say, I don't know how to make my brand stand out. Like, I don't know how to make it different. Like you are what makes it different. Like you are your personality and your tone of voice and your mannerisms and the fact that, you know, you live in Texas or Alaska or the UK or whatever, like all of those sort of personal natural attributes are what makes your brand unique and people are going to connect with you through those things. And that is like, it's your power as a brand. So integrating the person behind the brand with the brand is like, such a powerful way to think of branding in a more cohesive way yeah and I think it's definitely good to be authentic because then you'll know who's for you and who isn't and I think it's okay to admit who's for you and who isn't yes that's absolutely. why I think time's gone on right if you're not kind of you want to be attracting your right person but you also yes. want to be like essentially um repelling or sort of yeah. turning off people who aren't your person because you don't want kind of what you'd call a bad client i think when people start out they think any money is good money but yes. that is not true <laughs> yes i've learned that myself you better wait in for a bit more than and like for me i look i know i believe in law of attraction and you know this idea of i want any client and then any client turns up and you're like not that one <laughs> you know or, right. you know it's like I want any client but not that one but I suppose you have to go through that process too to see who you feel you can fit with sometimes you don't know until you try as well oh absolutely and I think too some people have to 
it takes a little time and trial and error to see, oh, like this industry really worked well for me. Or like, yeah. well, maybe this is like, I don't do well with people in corporate or I do better with, you know, people in this niche or age yes. range or demographic or whatever it is, just because you have a little bit more of a natural synergy. Yes, I agree. And I think for me, I've spent so much time trying to work out who my ideal client is. And I think sometimes you have to just pick one and go with it and see if it works or see how it works. Because <laughs> I think even if it, if it doesn't work out, you've at least learned what you don't want. I think that's just as important in business, personally. Yes, for sure. Yes, I'm looking in design. I think if people... If they see my website and they actively dislike it, they can just know for themselves <laughs> that we're Bye. probably not a good fit. Because yes. I mean, design is so personal, you know. Yeah. There's people that do stuff that isn't to my taste and vice yeah. versa. I'm sure not everyone likes what I do. And that's that's just part of it. Yeah. And I think as well, that's when, like for me personally, I wouldn't want someone paying me to coach them to then find that they I mean okay I realize that may they may pay me and it may not work how I may have to refund them or whatever but um I wouldn't want them to do it just for the hell of it just because you know I want to feel that like they resonate in they wouldn't feel like I'm you know scamming them or something you know it's like if you feel like you're forcing somebody it's not the right energy for either of you right for sure What made you decide to become an author? Well, I think that I just thought it was really a cool chance to share my story. I tend in branding to work with a lot of women who are newer in business because a lot of times I would say a lot of times in brand, you're working on figuring out your brand generally more in the first one to five years. Like if you've been going for five to 10, you probably have some sort of brand figured out. Yeah. Not that you can't rebrand for certain, certainly you can, but yeah. in general, I tend to attract and work with women who are newer. And I think there's just a lot of misconceptions around business and success and balancing work and family. And I think there's a lot of pressure on people that I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to make this brand. It's going to be an overnight success. I'm just going to throw up some sort of funnel and the money will fall from the sky. And here we go, six figures by 90 days, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, you hear about those people. Yeah. I don't know if those are always completely accurate. Um I think, I think there's still ways you can spin that, but yeah. um, and they won't tell you about necessarily the build up to those ninety days, right? Like it yes, can be they have a lot of followers before that, and then they do the ninety days, <laughs> so, right? I know yeah. a lady who had a business for like eight or ten years, like she had this like a business for eight yeah. or ten years, and it was you know building right like normal, and then she rebranded the name. So she switched from like X business to Y business in terms of name, but it was the same products <laughs> and, you know, basic business structure. Yeah. And then I saw a write-up in a magazine that was like, 
so-and-so did like whatever it was something ridiculous like a million dollars in her first year and I was like um that's not really your first year (laughs) like okay then (laughs) right that's like someone's um, over over estimating that a little bit (laughs) right and so I think people hear that and they come in with these expectations that are hard most of us will not make a million dollars or even six figures in your very first year if you are brand new and like starting from scratch it's not that it's not possible i'm sure it is possible but you know i just think that so many people put these crazy expectations on themselves and they don't hear often enough the authentic stories and journeys of like there were ups, there were downs. I had a business that I lost when my daughter became like almost fatally ill and was in and out of the hospital for a year. And they told us she may not make it. We had to like get really serious, had multiple procedures and surgeries and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, the guy was like, you have to throw yourself into keeping her alive or else she will not make it. And she was only one. So it's not like oh, yeah. she could really do anything herself. Um, and I like completely lost that business. Like I didn't even renew the domain, like literally yes. nothing. Um, and you know, like that was hard. And I was in a mastermind at the time with some other women who like ran, like they kept going when I stopped and they run yeah. like, multi seven figure businesses. And I ended up losing a couple years and kind of got behind where they are today. But like, I obviously made the right choice for me. My daughter's life is way more important than being like slightly further ahead in your business. But you don't hear those stories enough that normalize that like entrepreneurship is not for most people like a linear trajectory upwards there's ups there's downs COVID I think was that for a lot of people yeah they may have had one business model that worked but then you know life changed your kids are home with you like you can't go out who knows yeah people's buying habits changed right like a lot of people didn't need personal styling if they were not going to leave their living room so (laughs) um I think it's just good to normalize that it is a journey and it is mm-hmm. a journey of growth and that you bring to it the fulfillment. Like the journey isn't fulfilling like on its own. You have to be able to build that internal mechanism for recognizing like, what are your goals? What is success to you? Why are you doing it? Because so many people go into entrepreneurship for freedom, but yeah. then their and business right to it. <laughs> yeah, it like ruins their life. So yes. you know, you just have to be really clear and I think that writing was a way to share a little bit more of the depth of, you know, my story and the good and the bad and the in between, which you can't, you know, get in like an Instagram post too often. No. You know, so I think it's good and the the way we designed the book was that it's from 20 women who are all pretty different and like some of us are moms some of us are not you know like kind of people live all over different ages different like coming in from careers other people like kind of got straight into entrepreneurship right out of school 
So it shows that too, like there's not one right way to create a successful life or a business that works for you. It's just, it's about finding your way and having that courage to make your own path. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So tell me about a time when you've achieved a dream that you thought was impossible. Well, um, well, it's funny, like I would say writing a book was, uh, yes. not, I did not even like have that on my radar for 2021 at wow. all. Um, and then it kind of like came up and then in the spring and then it's going to be published in the fall. And so like that all came out of complete left field, which I think is the beauty of entrepreneurship is that if yes. you can stay open to the journey, like you never know who you'll meet and what opportunities will come your way and like how your journey will unfold. There is a lot of freedom in that. As long as you kind of stay open and stay willing to try new things, then, you know, the world is your oyster. Yeah. I found the amount of people I've met through doing this podcast has been absolutely amazing. You know, I've learned like a lot with each podcast I've I, interview I've done. I found that interesting. Yeah. Actually, the person who got me connected to the book was through a podcast that I was on. Wow. And what podcast yeah. was that? Um, that was the what is it? Business Business Automation Secrets. I was trying to think of the right name. Yeah. Um, and her name's Lindsay Ardmore. I actually sell a course on growing your business through podcasting and collaborations because I do think it's such a powerful way to grow your brand. Yes. Like through with more authenticity and like less stress than um you know social media has its spot for sure yes, in definitely. life. And paid traffic has its benefits as well. But I think that like this sort of organic growth where you're really connecting with people and sharing your story through podcasts and guest posting and collaborations that can be such a good way to grow your brand. Cause a lot of people too, I find they design the brand and then they're like, Oh no, now what do I do? <laughs> like they yeah. don't know how to get it out there. Right. Which is the next step is sharing that brand with more people. So I think that's an important step. And it's like you said, like you, you just never know who you'll meet and like things can kind of trigger into new opportunities or events or they know a person who knows a person and you know you can really create a little bit more connection too for yourself since entrepreneurship can be lonely if you just stay in your little bubble the whole time yeah I do agree with that because I find and also I think as we said earlier because um sometimes the especially social media can make you think that entrepreneurship is this sort of like you know, dancing on a cloud every day and everything's amazing. But, you know, so if you're not feeling like that, you, I know for myself, my imposter syndrome starts with, oh, you fail because you haven't done this or you haven't done the other. And I'm at the moment, I'm, I'm realizing now, like next level doesn't have to be seven figures. In fact, it's, pro you know, like next level can be whatever level you want it to be. It doesn't have to be what you think. Because I think, as you were saying earlier too, there's a lot of pressure 
to almost get it right out the bat, isn't it? Like almost like, oh yeah, I've, I'm an entrepreneur now and now I've got to get it all right from the off. And you don't. And I think that's a good way to get people to resonate with you by showing that actually, do you know what? I do make mistakes sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, that people really connect with the authenticity of yes because you know all of us could make seven figures our first year if we spent all our time twice doing that. that on average like you could make a million dollars if you spent five million dollars on unprofitable facebook ads like <laughs> you could technically make a million dollars in sales but you would have lost four thousand four million dollars yes know? so like um Someone was just telling me recently about a lady who makes was like $3.2 million a year in revenue. Wow. But her actual only like her take home profit was like yes. 150,000. And I was like, wow. whoa, that would be stressful. Like wow. that is such a narrow margin. But you look at that on the surface and think, oh, that's amazing. She yes. like owns a yacht or whatever, you know, like <laughs> that must be so insane but her actual take home was tiny. So I think it's so important to not compare yourself to where you perceive other people are. Definitely. If there are people authentically making good money, for sure, yes. it's possible, but you don't know how long it's taken. You don't know what they've invested to do that. You don't really know the full story and it's easy to make it look good yes. without it really being sustainable or profitable or you know any of those other things or just fun like maybe they're making a lot but they are miserable are, yeah miserable and yeah. working too much and they never see their kids and you know who knows so you just have to define your own your own sense of like what do i want what do i value you know, yeah. how do I find that? Because otherwise you'll get pushed off and you'll chase what someone else values without even realizing it. And then even if you get it, you're like, but this isn't what I started for. Yes. And I think as well, I've, I've definitely learned that if you don't appreciate the money you have now or look out or look after him, you know, make sure your bills are paid and live in your means. It's not good. Because it's a mindset, even when you do have more money, a lot more money, you can end up filling it up with, you know, a more expensive house, a more expensive car, and then you end up being in a similar situation as you was when you didn't have so much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's easy to do, especially if you're new to money. Yes. And you, you like didn't grow up with it or, you know, felt broke in your early 20s or whatever it is. Yeah. Then it can e be easy to mismanage what you get or the opposite. I think I've seen people that didn't have it and then they do have plenty of money and they're like scared. They save it. Yeah. They save so much. Enjoy it live. Because they're like, it's too hard. So, I mean, it's just, and I think that's actually the best thing about entrepreneurship is that it's just a constant inv invitation to improve yourself and your life and up level yes. who you are because your business is such a reflection of who you are which is why I think the person has to really be in the brand yeah because that is what people are going to experience and interact with and all of these choices that you make and how you structure your day and what you go after and what you value and everything 
it's just like a constant opportunity to reinvent yourself and improve and grow. And that's what's really cool about it. Yeah, and I think something that's cool, because we're not measured in the same way, i.e. we haven't got a boss who's, you haven't hit these targets, therefore you're not a good salesperson. We don't have to measure ourselves against that. So if we have an off day where we haven't made all them sales calls or we haven't done something, we can be compassionate towards ourselves, which I think is good. Yes, for sure. Because <clears throat> we'll all make mistakes. I mean, if you haven't made any mistakes in your business, you're probably not playing a big enough game. So, you know, if you get out there, you're going to get some home runs and you're going to get some strikeouts. And that's just part of being in the game. So tell me a piece of advice you would like to give our listeners, please. I think the main thing that I really tell people is that you step into your power as a business owner when you are true to yourself, even like in branding specifically, mm -hmm. a lot of people get really obsessed with like, oh, I have to figure out like my perfect dream client's favorite color. And that has to be my brand color. And like, what will she like, or he like, or whatever. And it's like, actually, they like what you like, because they're a match. Yeah, I mean, it's you. <laughs> And like, it's like, you're kind of, if you think about that, you're saying, let's just say your business serves, I don't know, whatever, moms with toddlers at home. Yeah. Okay. Well, moms with toddlers at home like a lot of different stuff. Like yes. every mom with a toddler does not shop at the same place, eat the same food, choose the same sofa for their living room. I mean, so people get like really obsessed with that exterior validation of like, ooh, is it what they want or are they happy? But I think that when you can step into being more authentic to yourself mm -hmm. and finding that power within, that's when you connect better, you have a lot more staying power, you don't get like tossed around by the trends and the whims and the memes yes. of the world and that that is that's your strength as a person and as a brand and the more you can lean into that and not stress so much about the likes and the other stuff if you give that time you will see growth there mm -hmm. yeah and that that's something i see a lot of people missing yes and i think it's just it's sustainable and consistent growth, isn't it? When you're true to yourself. Whereas yeah, because copying someone is hard. Like you may find, you know, if you're doing it outwards as in or picking the color your clients will like, well, that may work for a while. But then when you change as a, because I think every stage you're going to change as a person. So when you change as a person, you might want to rebrand again and then you might lose them clients. Whereas if you're true to yourself the whole way through, there are going to be people that'll stay with you through the whole process. Right, for sure. And that that is how you really stand out. And because there's there is someone already doing something similar. Mm -hmm. You know, like hardly any of us, um, like if you for are familiar with Carrie Green, she runs the Female Entrepreneur Society. She always says there's no new messages, just new messengers. And that mm -hmm. like people feel this 
pressure to like reinvent copywriting or yes, reinvent so meal planning. But like, it's not so much that you're reinventing those things. It's that you're doing it with your own spin. Yes. But that spin has to like come from within. Yeah. Because I found that myself with my content. I'm almost like, oh, I want to rewrite that as though it's something that I do think is good to have your own spin. But sometimes I think we can try and rewrite it so much. It's not where it should be anymore. Right. Well, and then I'm like that sort of spin is just the lens of experience. Like this yeah. is how I experienced it or this is yes. how I made this choice or decision or went through this growing pain and this is you know how i got through it or how i changed or whatever yes um because it's going to be unique for all of us thank you very much for coming on the podcast today elizabeth it's so it's been very interesting talking to you of course thanks for having me